This episode is brought to you by Lipson. Planning to start a podcast? Look no further than Lipson. Lipson is one of the biggest feature-rich podcast hosting platforms in the world. Lipson is IAB certified, offers many hosting plans, and you can start for as low as $5 a month. Aspiring podcasters who listen to the show radio can get one month free by using the promo code TSR. Use promo code TSR at checkout to get one month free. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the show radio. This is episode 645 of the show. I'm your host, Andrew. Hey, guys, and I'm Danny. And this is your source for tech, gaming, and entertainment news. In this episode, we have some Call of Duty stuff we're going to be talking about. We're also going to be talking about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, what's going on with that as well. And we have a couple of things from Starfield to Bungie. So, you know, the, the latest things that are happening uh, in the news a cycle. Daniela, how are you? I am good. I am good. I can't wait to get to the TMNT stuff because I got questions. You got questions for sure. Okay, so we'll jump right into it. So Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, I was sent uh, by Xbox the the kit for Donnie. Uh, so it comes with the controller, it comes with the pizza uh, backing where you can add the the scent to smell like pizza. And actually, when you open the box, it smells like pizza, which is very interesting. Uh, so there's that. I did see the movie. The movie uh, Mutant Mayhem is absolutely amazing. I am a fan of the Turtles. You know, I love everything about the Turtles. So it was exciting to to get the actual kit and also watch the movie uh, recently. So um, and of course, we have a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge which launches uh, for all platforms is the first paid DLC. That's the 31st of August. Um, but yeah, um, what do you got? So I, I got to live through you about um, seeing it on, you know, the silver screen over there. I don't have a movie theater. Do you have like without too many spoilers? Okay. Favorite moments or anything that gave you chills watching it? Okay. So the soundtrack is absolutely amazing. So no spoilers. I think how the turtles have always been uh, ones to keep up with the culture and what they're saying and how they're interacting uh, with each other. I think that is pretty epic. So I I don't want to give anything else away. Um, I think that the soundtrack is absolutely amazing. And just the way that they're able to put the current culture sayings, you know, um, different things like that within the context of how they're interacting with each other as teens, I think is pretty dope. Of course, the voice acting is fantastic. The action is great. Um, and uh, from what I understand, every single turtle was represented by an actual teen that voice acted them, which was pretty dope as well. But it's, it's a must see. Um, and it's definitely one that I'm going to have on replay once we get it to the streaming platforms for sure. So the fact that they already greenlit the sequel before it even released was totally the right call then? Absolutely. A hundred percent. Yeah. This is going to be one that's going to be around for a long time. And they've been around for a long time. You know, we've seen the movies. We've seen even the ones uh, back in the 90s. Those did really well, in my opinion, as a fan. Right. Uh, But seeing how they they did this one for the next generation and for the current culture. Yeah, it's definitely a right move. All right. So the, this controller here. Yeah. Did it pretty, really smell like pizza? It does. It always 
like, it does. <laughs> okay, so what kind of pizza? Cheese or pepperoni? It's um, I don't think it's just the aroma of like pizza itself. I don't think it's specific to like pepperoni or anything like that. But it's just like once you open up, once you open up the box, then you can actually smell like the the scent of pizza itself. Which, however, they were able to do that. It's fantastic, right? But the other thing that's cool about it as well is you have the the vial that you would, you know, put the drops in for the actual pizza and you can either use the controller with that active or you could use it with the standard backing with, um, you know, the other set of batteries. So one, so I think the pizza has like the, the AAA and then the standard AA for the other backing for, for the Xbox controller. Uh, so yeah, so... It is it is one of those um, collector's items, I would say, right? Just by design. And one of the things that I really appreciate about it is the fact that whenever these things come around for, for the Turtles, there's always something that's going to be dope that comes out of it. And for even the marketing cycle with the games that we've seen on Steam and how they were, um, they got the Kawabunga collection. So that came up. So they were... They always get us, right? The ones that do marketing really well, they always get us to a place where as soon as they release the big piece at the end, whatever that thing is, uh, we've been prepped, you know, the whole time to get here. But it, it is it is really, really dope. And it also comes with Xbox Game Pass, which is fantastic, too. So they give you that in the box as well. So um, shout outs to Xbox. That's amazing. How big is the vial that they give you? It's it's actually pretty it's it's pretty small. It's it's like maybe a quarter of a pen. So it's not it's not a big vial. Yeah, it's kind of it looks almost like a chapstick type of of size. That's probably even more a uh, better description. It's a, it's a pretty small vial. You're going to you're going to be like hoarding that for special moments, probably only when you play. It's you know what? I thought about um so I'm trying to figure out, like, if I can play with the controller with the, um, you know, the extensions that you put, like, on the right side or the left side. But I don't know which ones really work with the Xbox controllers. If I'm going to use, like, any Xbox controller that doesn't have, like, different uh, thumbstick heights, I have to put the extension on top. But, but yeah, I definitely want to play Turtles. Um, Shredder's Revenge with that for sure. Yeah, and, and they gave me Donnie. I'm not, you know, I'm like, if I if I had a choice, who would I pick? Right. So there's that. So I think if I had a choice, it'd probably be probably be Raph. I know traditionally it could be, you know, Mike or Leo, but I'd probably go Raph. Um I just I don't know. I, I feel like I identify with his temperament, even though like all the turtles, you know. We have them in and us, you know, in some way, shape or form in terms of temperament and, and character or whatever. But I think I'd want I'd want the raft if I had a choice, but I'm not upset at Donnie. Right. Um, but the fact that I even had the opportunity to get it, you know, I'm grateful for that. So. Yeah, I personally, I see. I don't know, because I agree with you. I like Raph. He's always a serious one. He's always like. I wouldn't say headstrong, but he's just, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, I would he's, say he's just stubborn. Serious, serious is definitely it. Yeah, serious, I, stubborn, I, moody, 
you know, a little disruptor, you know. I'm definitely a Donatello. Definitely. Yeah, Donnie's really dope. Donnie's really dope. Like even even with Shredder's Revenge, I tend to play with uh I guess a balance of either power or speed. So it's e- either gonna be April O'Neil or or Raph. Raph is really, really strong in Shredder's Revenge. Really, really strong. So um as a character that yes, you need to be up close, but because of the amount of speed that he has in, in the game, it, I think he's one of the well, in my opinion, a good supporting characters, but can definitely hold his own uh, because of the amount of power that he has. Um, the turtle has. Not necessarily identify as a he, I don't know, right? They're turtles. So there's that. So so yeah. It's um it's definitely dope. So shout out to Xbox for that. Uh, Dimension Shell Shock, the first paid DLC expansion uh, for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Shredder's Revenge. That is the end of the month, towards the end of the month, which is uh, the 31st of August. Uh, the movie, if you haven't yet seen it, go see it. Uh, it is absolutely amazing and it's going to continue to be amazing, especially uh, stay till the end. Okay. Stay till the end. So you know what's coming next. So there's that. All right, I'll stay to the end. Absolutely. So yeah, it's going to be good. So that's what's up with that. A um, couple of things, uh, nothing too crazy on this on this episode. Uh, Atari 50 Studios, the making of Karateka Interactive Documentary out this month. And then we also saw uh, the Xbox adding the enforcement strike system to improve safety and transparency. Any thoughts on those things? I'm always down for a good gaming documentary. For sure. And there's, not, there's there's never anything bad about improving safety and transparency. So good on Xbox. Yeah, for sure. Uh, next thing we got, uh, the gang is back together. First trailer for Netflix, Scott Pilgrim anime. It looks really, really dope. Any thoughts on that? Oh, I love that trailer. I love, like, I'm amazed that they just got the full cast to come back for this, too. Mm. You know, it, it's. It's so cool to see something that came out. I think it was on my 360. Still have so much love. Still have like such a huge audience that loves it. The movie was fantastic. So to to see like they're coming out with this like on Netflix. I I, I want to say this knock on wood. I'm probably talking too soon. I don't feel like this is going to be one of those series that Netflix prematurely cuts out. But I really hope that it goes into um, you know, a little bit more backstory. He's spread it out a little bit more. It's, yeah, I think it's going to be a fantastic, fantastic series to to watch through again. Yeah, I definitely agree on that. Like the the art uh, is fantastic, and it's one of those things. Like I definitely agree with you on there that it should stay right because of how amazing it looks and and what we already know about the series. The games were really good. Uh, they had remade the game maybe a year or two ago, give or take. Might be a little bit longer. Yeah, maybe a little bit longer. Maybe two years. Yeah, depending on the time frame for that. But um, soundtrack has always been good for Scott Pilgrim as well. So uh, looking forward to see what they do there. So in terms of Last of Us, right? How are you feeling about the stuff that's happening there? So uh, according to recent news, uh, we'll see around four seasons of that uh, coming up. Are you excited? How do you feel? Is it? Of course I'm excited. That okay. season one was amazing and I loved it. And I, it is killing me to have to wait. Okay. Um, but, uh, 
I'll, I'll be happy with four seasons. If that's what we're going to get, okay. As long as they're the next three are fantastic. It's just as good as the first one, which I don't see how it it can't just get better. Um, but four seems so little. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> it's being selfish. It's being selfish at this point. Yeah, it's it's definitely... I need to finish. I need to finish it. I need to finish it. Uh, there's there's a couple of things that's on the radar that I actually want to see that maybe I'm taking too long to watch. Um, there's this movie called Judas and the Black Messiah. You know, I, I know it's a, a very, very powerful film and I need to, to definitely dig into that. Uh, there's uh, the Equalizer stuff, right, with Denzel Washington. And um, Equalizer 3 is coming soon. I haven't seen one or two. And that series is pretty good. So there's some a couple of things I need to catch up on, uh, especially heading into the uh, fall winter um, season, if you if you will. So so there's that. Of course, Bungie uh, is having the the final shape. Uh, they're going to be detailing what the final shape DLC is going to be about uh, for Destiny Two. You know, whatever happens with Destiny, I'm still going to play it regardless. Doesn't matter. You know, I'm not necessarily um, anticipating something super great, you know, coming up. Um, it is going to detail the next thing, which is fine, but I don't have like any like high expectations. Um, I just want the game to work and for me to continue to enjoy it the way I do. So I think that that's how I'm going in to, to the stream. And I think that anything that they show that's going to be new, I'm going to be excited about because of that expectation. Right. So that's what's happening uh, next week. And uh, I think they have a teaser trailer out for that right now, which is about maybe 15, 20 seconds, give or take, uh, something like that. So uh, any thoughts on on Bungie or or Destiny or or even a marathon? Your which jam. Is, that's that's your my jam. OK, so fine. Moving yeah. on. <laughs> so moving on. I'm not, I'm not hating on it. <laughs> I'm just so out of the loop about everything that goes on or the story. Like, what am I going to add? I'm just going to come out with this like. Poser fake over here. <laughs> That's all good. No, it's all good. So, so we'll move on. So, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Three. Uh, that is the next one, big reveal. Uh, we saw uh, the trailer. The trailer is about two minutes. Definitely make sure you check it out if you haven't done so already. It is okay. So, what I will say about the trailer, it gave me chills, right? And our, whoever the crew, whoever, all the individuals that put that together for us to get excited for a Call of Duty every year, right? I don't know what's different about this one, but there's just something about it that that felt new, even though we're seeing a name of a game that we've seen before. And they're able to do that right every single time. So so this trailer is pretty amazing. Gave me chills. Of course, it's Call of Duty. Excited for that. And um, yeah, Now thoughts on COD, Daniela, any thoughts on COD? Yeah, because I always have so many thoughts like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, the trailer looked really cool. I mean, you know, they, the whole cinematic thing, it looked really, really cool. They did announce a lot of things that are going to be coming out and what to expect. Um, you know, they, they did there as much as they were willing to share about what to be expected for uh, Modern Warfare 3. Uh, I did really like uh, the, the song that they chose, which is pretty much uh, Don't Fear the Reaper, which was a really nice, like, I guess cover from you know Blue Oyster, uh, Blue Oyster Cult. So that was that was really cool. But here's the thing: I know it's get the hype up, 
But sometimes yeah. people just want to see the gameplay too in that. Like the cinematics looked really cool. It was really nice, very polished. People also want to see like what's it going to look like. And I think maybe, maybe I saw maybe five seconds of it in there. Maybe. Mm. But of course, they don't want to like spoil too much. I mean, they had they had some interesting things. I mean, quite a few of the maps from the original Modern Warfare Three, I believe, is going to be in there. Um, they did announce a couple other things to expect, and that you know your purchases or whatever, which I thought was really cool. From Modern Warfare Two is going to carry on over to then. That I think that's pretty awesome. But overall, I mean, I'm like it's not it's not making me want to go and jump into it. <laughs> mm. yeah. But I can appreciate certain things. You can appreciate certain things about it. No, definitely. Definitely. It looks dope for sure. A Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. That is the next one. And I also saw the uh, the Sega uh, Hyenas, right? So that looks really good. That looks really good. Of course, it reminds us of many games that we've seen in the past, you know, with the anti-gravity and different things like that. Uh, one of the things that was mentioned for this particular title is that it is uh, challenging whatever that means. I think that's pretty broad, but I, I would like to believe that any development tend to be challenging. So uh, maybe that's... When you're trying to establish something that's like either you're taking something that already exists in all of these games and make it unique and mm-hmm. make it yours and just that's what you're going to be known for. Yeah, I would hope so. I yeah. hope all those games are challenging to develop. Right, right. Everything that we know and love today that worked out really well. I mean, we can go from like a golden eye to uh, golden eye inspiring, you know, COD to be what COD is uh, to the lulls of destiny when they were having like currency issues and how XP was probably calculated and what that's going to mean for the title. Like all this stuff that we've seen, you know, I'm sure Mario has his own situations uh, with development. Then you had. Uh, Hideo Kojima in a situation with, you know, uh, business, right? <laughs> in short, right? And all the stuff that went in with that. And I'm sure building a new company and building new games and collaborating with PlayStation. I'm, I mean, we have history of what may be considered challenging, right? And I think that, especially if it's a new IP, a, a, new, a new thing that we've never seen before, um, or even like uh, something like Dust um, and Elysian Tale, you know, fully hand-drawn. You know, one of the most, uh, in my opinion, um, one of the dopest um, Metroidvania type of titles, type of games, amazing soundtrack that we've seen in a long time. I'm sure development was challenging there. I think it was like a one to two person team, one person doing a game, one person doing the music. Right. So challenging, you know, is broad. Uh, you have um, what is that game? Uh, the game with the sound and the mental health. Why am I? It's escaping me right now. Uh, um, with Hellblade. the lady hmm? Hellblade Hellblade right you know small team I think it was what 20 people give or take yeah. you know that's like a triple A type game you know it's so they a lot of the games that create its own genre for triple A with a small team you know pretty impressive right so I'm sure they had challenges too uh is does that diminish the challenge that they have for hyenas no I'm just saying that you know I think that's a broad term to use for for that but hopefully whatever the challenge is they overcome it so any thoughts on that no it's interesting that you're well kind of off topic from this but you know going back and going through, through challenges um it's not on our docket right here but it's been like nine years this also because you mentioned hideo um 
It's been nine years now since um, PT. You got a little, you know, teaser little gameplay there. Mm. Uh, and Guillermo del Toro kind of, you know, tweeted out, you know, maybe maybe revisiting the idea of it um, and reviving it. That's definitely a challenge because, <laughs> well, Hideo will obviously not be about it, but, he, you know, he hinted about, you know, let me visit you, Konami. Let's come back to this. Right. Which I think a lot of fans would absolutely love. So that's that's definitely, you know, something that I see challenges. Somebody who was a part of this, bringing this game to life with Hideo Kojima and then having it pretty much pulled out, cut, you know what, it's not happening. That is a whole different type of challenge, but I know you can overcome it. People are going to love it. For sure. Yeah, that would be dope because I remember like during that time, they were selling the consoles with the accounts just for that game on it. Because once you, was it, was it once you move it, it was wiped or something, right? Yeah, something like that. Like you, you just wouldn't be able to download it again at all. It's just gone. If you don't have it, you don't have it. Right. That was cool. Then, you know, just that little teaser, people loved and they were just anxious to like see what's this vision that Hideo and Guillermo del Toro had together. <sighs> Not to have it. Mm. Yeah, we'll so. see. I mean, that'd be dope. Uh, to see what they do with that for sure. And and yeah, so so there's that. Uh, a couple of things before we wrap out of here. Starfield, right? Big game. You can preload now. Xbox Series I X. I have a feeling. I have a feeling for sure. Starfield is going to be game of the year. Of course. <laughs> there's, there's, there's just, there's no way with everything that, you know, the excitement, the hype, everybody who just wants this game so badly um, on a different level of PT. But yeah, it's cool that, you know, you're able to preload it now and just they're leading up to it and everything that they've been teasing and, you know, the timeline they had that like came before Starfield that leads up to it that you're going to be playing has just been like chef's kiss perfect here yeah. to get those people still interested to get their hype up, to get their excitement there. Um, I I have no doubts. And I will be absolutely shocked. If it's not game of the year. Yeah, same, same. No, it's looking really good. Everything we've seen, even, you know, the shorts uh, that we've seen uh, on YouTube and and like the rolling out, as you as you mentioned. Yeah, everything is looking really, really dope for that. Uh, and I'm probably going to start preloading. Um, I didn't yet. I was supposed to. It slipped me today, but I'm going to do that by the weekend. So it's ready. It's ready to go. So, I mean, exciting times, you know, that game is going to take up a lot of time and hopefully there's no issues um, using the Xbox app on PC uh, to connect to the game. I mean, especially when you're trying to load it up to your, um, you know, like a window share for OBS or Streamlabs or stuff like that. So, so we'll see. Hopefully that's already ironed out and there's no issues for that as we prepare for Starfield, which is uh, September, right? Yeah, it's going to be, September is going to be crazy. Yeah, which is literally. Might be like, how does this game get game of the year when it came at the end of the year when so many great games came before it? Well, because it's Starfield. Right. That's why. Right, one of the most anticipated games of right now. So uh, definitely be on the lookout for that. Preload and uh, make sure you get more hard drive space if you don't already have it. So uh, next thing we have is Twitch blocked. Banned users can no longer watch live streams slowly rolling out so i would think that that would be 
a logical thing to do out of the gate, especially if your platform is established. But go ahead, Daniela, what do you have on this? Right. Like, I think that was such a huge thing. Like, what's the point of blocking and banning somebody if they can still watch you? I mean, I feel like that should have been a standard, I don't know, a decade ago. Right, right. Like, the fact that it took them this long is ridiculous. I mean, it's nice that it's finally happening. Um, It's like you said, it's slowly rolling out. But the fact that it took this long and it's like the nice thing is they said it's not like that the end feature of it. Like they are going to be making changes like as needed um, to improve it, to make it better. But yeah, if you um, if it'll be in your settings um, to be able to enable that. So, you know, not not only can they just not talk into in your chat anymore, they can't watch you anymore. However, that's currently when you do get it. That only applies to your live streams. They'll still be able to see, you know, past VODs and your shorts and whatever it may be. Um, but I think the way that they're wording it, that may change that, like, they won't be able to see that ever. It, it kind of seems like this should just should have happened so long ago. I mean, when you block or ban anybody else, any on any other platform, they can't see anything. It'll just have like you'll see a little profile picture. You won't even see their bio. It just says like you were prevented from seeing this person, and it just took too long. I I kind of want them to have something in where if your if your account is um blocked or banned. Um, kind of like Instagram or Meta, where like you're also blo- blocking just that person, but any profile that they have associated with that email, mm. like that would be nice because I know there's people who just make multiple co- accounts to just like, of course, avoidance there. It's like make that a little bit easier, adopt that one. Uh, but it's nice to see that it's finally happening after I don't know how long, but it's nice. No, absolutely. No, it's good to to see that, even though I'm not on Twitch, but I'm glad they're doing things to help out their platform where people can actually like want to stay on their platform because it seems like the last couple of things that we've seen, I mean, we can go maybe a year and a half out, right? Or or back that they've struggled, you know, a lot. You know, of course, I'm sure there's moving parts, you know, people taking different roles, but you know, with Twitch, you know, it is you know, that purple, you know, branding and community and everything it stands for, you know, people still love Twitch and they just want it to be a good place to feel safe and also, you know, do good content, right? Be supported. So, so we'll see, we'll see what they do there and um, shout outs to them for, for doing this, right? So there's that. Uh, Last but not least, we have Lenovo's Legion Go. Okay. We kind of briefly talked about this. We have all these things now. We have Asus Rogue, we have Steam Deck, we have now the Lenovo's Legion Go, we have the G Cloud by Logitech. So there's other ones that they're doing well. I just don't know their names. And I don't want to mess up on their names right now. Uh, so what do you think about this one? It's an interesting little mashup because uh, what was kind of leaked about the Legion Go, it, it looks like it combines, you know, the greater part in the screen size and kind of the look of the Steam Deck, but with these modular controllers that is very similar to a Nintendo Switch. Mm. Um, it It is going to be running Windows 11, supposedly. That's going to be the default operating system. So in theory, in theory, if it's Windows 11, 
that that could possibly mean that you can play your Steam games, your Xbox game, Pass games, you know, your Epic game store stuff, EA Play, all of that stuff that we usually have on our PC. In theory, should be able to run on it well as well too. I don't think I saw anywhere about any like hard set, um, you know, peripherals or hardwares um, that it's going to have inside of it. Um, I'm sure it's going to have your standard USB-C, headphone jack, micro SD for expanded, all of those normal things that you would hope to ex- um, and expect to see on handheld console. I'm just kind of glad that it's not like a streaming device. I know Sony's coming out with their the Project Q. I, I, I don't know. I don't like streaming type devices. I like the ones that I can play it anywhere with or without, you know, mobile service or Wi-Fi or anything like that. I just want to play wherever I am. Right. I don't need a device where I can just play it in another part of my house. I, I want it where I can play it in another part of like, I don't know, the world. Right. <laughs> right. No, it's it's cool. You know, it's another it's another one. I'm sure it's going to to be good because of what we currently know by way of specs and OS as you shared, right? So looking forward to seeing what they're going to do there. But I mean, if I were to get one of these devices Right. If I were to I'm just use these words here, if I were to purchase one of these devices, it would probably be the Steam Deck first, right? Simply because I'm still loving mine so much. That's what I'm saying, right? So simply because the the ability to switch out your your thumbsticks with one that's going to last for a very long time because of the Gilly Kit um aftermarket parts, right? That's still appealing to me. Uh versus these are coming out with Okay, so premature statement, I'm sure. They may not have that in there, right? So how would you make that adjustment? You know, I haven't heard any other company really talk about uh, the Gilly Kit, you know, swap, you know, for the aftermarket for their parts. The PlayStation controller, I believe, has that. And the Steam Deck has it as well. And then Gilly Kit has the, uh, I can't think, uh, the King Pro 2, I believe it's called, uh, their controller, uh, which has the the Hall effect sticks, which is the ones that don't really like wear out. Right. So mm-hmm. as more companies do that, I think we recently talked about uh, Xbox doing kind of like a interim controller that they licensed that has the Hall effects. And then they did the repairs for their main controllers, which I'm sure at some point they're going to have to consider adding that. If you want to call it tech, well, it is technology, right? If they're going to add that technology and their controllers moving forward, that, that's going to be less sales, but that people are going to want to buy their controllers them well you know so it, it might cancel out but it's going to be more appealing to know that the controller has this thing in it that over time it's not going to wear out right so so yeah just a random thoughts there yeah it's, it's gonna it's definitely a very interesting thing whether it comes to controllers or now you know battle of the handhelds which i'm telling you sony we don't need a streaming device. We need a Vita 3. I <laughs> think Vita 3. <laughs> yeah. We, we know that they don't give it any unique names. It's like, currently, I know it's Project Q. So they announce, you know, I don't know what they're going to call it, but they just go by numbers. Vita 1, Vita 2, Vita 3. Well, actually, the first one was PSP, so maybe. PSP, maybe. right. 
Maybe it will be a different day, but I'm just, I'm just saying, I would love to have another Vita. I, I would. That was like my absolute favorite, and I had that thing for so long. I am so sad that it is missing right now, but that thing was fantastic. Yeah. I, I got one more thing before we wrap. I just want to hear your thoughts on it before we close. But uh, this Grand Tourism movie, you going or not? Well, I had like. Well, you know what I mean. Well, I okay. I got, I gotta fly out somewhere. Okay. Well, if you don't, okay, if you don't have to fly out, are you gonna like press play on it when the yeah. time comes? Whereas my son does like my movie that my son actually wants to watch with me that he might not actually fall asleep on me on. Yeah, I want to see it so, too. Yeah. Grand Tourism. Definitely. Well. And I think it's a, it has a great story to it. I don't know how much of it is going to be, you know, flourished, but. I think it's a great story with it and somebody you know loved video games and racing games and turned his his you know escape or just hobby into an actual career i mean and that's that's pretty awesome yeah that's a big deal i definitely want to see that yeah and that's all we have for episode 645 daniela where can they find you find me on all the socials at miss cjm and where can they find you andrew you can find me at Uriah, U-R-I-Y-Y-A. And we'll see you next time. Bye, guys.